Welcome to the We Just Saying podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Lauren Davis. I'm here with my co-hosts, Tommy Talks and Tyler The Truth Davis, and we are here to talk all things anime and manga. Welcome back. We are here for season two, our sophomore season of the podcast. We are so excited to not only come back to talk to you guys about anime and manga, but also share some education, some information to really help you engage with the topics we're going to be discussing. But of course, before we get into this week's episode, we have to talk about what we're reading and watching. And Tommy, you can start us off. So guys, uh, interesting enough, uh, I have restarted uh, my journey on One Piece. I'm starting. I started from episode one. Now I'm going to rewatch the entire series. Hopefully, I'll be done before I'm thirty. But yeah, <laughs> you are a brave soul. All right, Tom. How about you? Me, I'm watching One Piece too, but I'm also rewatching for the fifth time Invincible because that show is crazy. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't get enough Invincible. I I want to mention that um they started watching One Piece without me. I just want to say that. Well, 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 Taylor, One Piece is something we cannot come together and watch like horror. Like <laughs> we, we would never finish One Piece if we yeah, waited. We're all in the in the same spot. Like we gotta, well, we gotta tackle it. I just wanted a heads up. You know what I'm saying? Like Tyler told me y'all were watching One Piece. I was like, oh, I can start it too. What episode are you on? He's like, oh, ten. I was like, how, okay. Uh, so I thought, okay, how long did it take you? Oh, like one night. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Go ahead. Tell you, tell, that's a, ten episodes is a speck of One Piece. Like I know. we're, we're not that far off, to be honest. Yeah, you're not. I'm just being salty. But I am. Uh, I rewatched Full Metal Alchemist, and um, that show had me in tears the whole way through. It is. A, it's a life lesson bundled in a TV series. It's beautiful. And then I started reading Attack on Titan because you may know I'm a. I like to watch the anime, but I started to go ahead and read some chapters in the manga because I don't want the ending spoiled. And my God, my head is going to explode. There's so much happening. <laughs> yeah, you passed one of my favorite chapters, 125. Man, listen, that is a GOAT chapter. Yeah, I was screaming on my couch. It was so good. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing with y'all reading and watching. For today's Dragon Red Eye, we have one very sad Dragon Ball on the Red Eye today. And that's Kentaro Mira. The mangaka or author of Berserk passed away uh, on May 6th of 2021. And guys, this is very, this is, this is terrible news. I'm not, I'm not be honest. Uh, Cause for those who, for those of you who are familiar with the podcast, you know, that Berserk is my favorite story. Um, it's a lot of people's favorite stories. And man, this man has inspired so many different mediums and entertainment. Like there was people who weren't even in the, anime and manga community paying tribute because his reach is that far. Like not only has he inspired different people, like for example, he inspired black Clover. He inspired like, you know, other, you know, showing the characters with giant swords. Cause he is the first big sword boy, but uh, he inspired games like um, uh, dark souls and demon souls. He inspired fire emblem with Ike. Um, he inspired cloud from final fantasy. So like, you know, he like this character that guitar mirror, created in guts has just had such a large reach and it's, it's a very sad thing that you know this man passed away like you know respect to his family respects to you know the community i'm so glad to be a part of the bizarre community because people are just showing so much love and it's, it's just amazing to see mm-hmm. so yeah so i know both of you really love 
uh, and enjoy Berserk. And I know Tommy is your favorite manga and Tyler, you really enjoy it as well. So what about this story for you guys makes it so impactful? Well, I can speak for myself personally. Uh, obviously, a lot of people who know me know that I'm creating two comic books. And the first one I'm creating is called Comet Revolution. And after I read Berserk, I literally restructured the entire premise of my comic and the art style because it was so, it, that comic really, that manga really stood out to me. Um, I, I think one thing it taught me is to continuously be inspired by others and I'm continuing to take things from other authors so I can improve myself. So Katara Mary definitely was a big inspiration in my life and even deeper into um, how he inspired, you know, one of the, one of my greatest passions. So rest in peace to a great author. I think for me, what, what, what I took from Berserk is the character and guts. Um, Cause the reason why I love Berserk so much is because I love the main character guts so much. Um, guts to me was probably one of the most human characters to be ever created in fiction. And I know that, you know, Gus is a dark fantasy manga. So, you know, it's not really the most realistic thing. But the things that Gus goes through and the way that he handled his problems to me was such a realistic take on like humanity and, you know, human nature. Like, so the second name that Gus was given in his, you know, manga is the struggler. The reason why Gus name <laughs> is the struggler because Gus goes through everything. Like any any bad thing that you can think of, Gus has went through it. But Gus' mentality is that no matter what happens to me, no matter how many people I lose in my life, no matter like, you know, no matter how many times I fall short, I must keep going. And that to me is one of the most inspirational things that I think I could take from anybody. And, you know, that's a lesson that anybody can attribute to. Um, the idea that, you know, yes, this situation gave me a scar, but this scar won't define me to me mm-hmm. is a, such a beautiful message. Um, that I myself took from Berserk, especially like uh, I remember I got to Berserk um, during a time in my life where things wasn't really going the way I wanted to go. So watching Guts, you know, get up after everything happened to him made me want to really get up and mm-hmm. really uh, move forward within my life. And to know that these scars, like the scars that I have, uh, doesn't define me. So like, it's just, it's just, it's just really, it's just, it, Gus is just a very inspirational character and it makes sense why he inspired so many people. So. Mm. Thanks for sharing guys. Well, on that note, I want us to, to end somewhat uh, cheerful and grateful for what Berserk was and what it meant. So I want you guys to tell me your favorite Berserk moment. And I'll even share one of my favorite Berserk moments. I'm not a hardcore fan, but I do have a favorite moment. Uh, this may be spoiler territory, uh, but we're doing it for a goat. So just fast forward 30 seconds. So Tommy, you can start, about, start us off. What is one of your favorite Berserk moments? Okay. One of my favorite moments of Berserk is... Uh, is I can remember because I just read it, but it's the uh, bonfire of dreams. So basically, mm-hmm. this is a part of the story where Gus is trying to figure out what he wants to do in life. So he's at the top of the he's at the top of this hill, and he's looking down, and you see the band of the hawk like gathering together, having a bonfire, having a great time. And he was like, every fire represents somebody's passion. So Gus started talking about different people in his uh, platoon. He was like, yeah, this person wants to run a store. This person want to, you know, achieve this certain status. This person wants to be a, a family man. He was like, everybody up there has a light that's making them go forward. And it, it, and it was very symbolic because Gus was on a dark hill. And he was like, I want to find my passion. To me, that was such a, it was such a beautiful artistic way to show that moment. 
And he was like, you know, I, I want to I want to have something that I I can protect. To me, that was just that was just so cool and so mature of guts to say because it's it's hard to kind of analyze yourself like that, you know. So mm-hmm. him find him trying to find himself to me was was really cool. I really liked that moment. How about you, Tyler? Uh, my favorite moment is definitely a romantic moment in Berserk. I read this chapter all the time. <laughs> I do so too. I didn't want to. It's a chapter when Cosca, when Cosca and Gus get together. But the ending of that the chapter is so good because um, basically he like the, his sword is something that's closest to him. It brings him comfort. And um, as they are like they're like together, he's reminiscing about his past. And you see him as a kid clinging to his sword. And then you see a picture of Casca clinging to him as if like she's his new comfort. Mm. And then also something in that picture when he's a child is that you see him rubbing medicine on his nose because it's healing him. It just kind of shows that symbolic of like she's she's my new sword and she's healing all the pain I have. And I was like, man, that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that was I was going to say that's my favorite moment. But I'll throw in a moment that I remember the most when I was reading it is during the eclipse when um, Casca... <laughs> this is not my favorite moment it's not my favorite moment it's one of the moments i remember tyler fix your face is a moment okay. <laughs> it's a moment that i remember a lot when i was it really showed me how much i i bonded with the characters in a way in which i did not realize until you know was their end is when Casca is with judah and they're like limping away and I remember I had to, I called Tyler. I said, "Is Judah gonna make it?" Like I was like, "I can't tell me now." And he was like, "Nah, bro, that's 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 the end." Um, I said that to say the reason why I brought it up is because I do think that uh, Berserk had a really the the characters you you feel them in a way in which I at least I didn't expect to really care about them until of course something tragic happens. But I, that's one thing I do appreciate appreciate about Berserk is the way you can bond with characters in a way that. I didn't go in expecting. I'll be honest. I came in with a lot of preconceived notions, and so I missed them all. Okay, no, okay I, is, is it okay? It's okay. Yeah, no, no, no that's fine. <laughs> I actually like that moment too when when he protected Casca and said, "You yeah. want to survive." So no, I get that. But when you yeah. said my favorite moment was in the eclipse, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, that's what I It's not my favorite moment. It's an impactful moment, and I I really do appreciate. Um, it also just kind of shows that sometimes th- things some things just don't there are consequences things happen and some things are really final and what i really appreciated about judah in that moment was his um he he made peace with that and his primary concern really their primary was concern was um ensuring that Casca survived like they they were the devotion they showed her was 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 really beautiful um even to the end although i wish mm, i wish he could have i i truly believe he loved Casca and he just couldn't tell her like no but anyways so that was a moment I really, that, that only that moment, everything else in the clip sucked, but that moment, not sucked. Like it was bad. It was tragic, but that no, moment. No, you, I you mean, it was, it was, it was horrific. No, I, I yeah, get it. yeah, it was horrific. <laughs> that moment I was like, okay, it moved me. So yeah, I hope that yeah. explains it, cleans yeah. it up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm going to go read some berserk after this, but yeah, guys, uh, that's all we have for the Dragon Ball Radar. All right, y'all. Y'all usually, y'all know your boy Tyler, the truth Davis, give y'all some some juicy hot takes but i want y'all i want y'all's input so y'all can either dm us dm us on the we just saying instagram page or you can go to my tiktok at ty davis 737 we almost at ten thousand followers you know what i'm saying Get, you know turn me up a little bit you feel me so you can go to my comments on any video and go to my dms and share a good hot take and don't come with that one piece is overrated 
uh, Hunter's mid. Like, I want something interesting. Give me some good that we can talk about. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hit us up. Yeah, it's your time to shine on this on this part, man. And we'll shout you out too. We'll shout you out. Hey, for those who don't know, Tyler Loki famous man. He went viral <laughs> so many times in, in in anime social media world. This man Tyler's a whole celebrity, bro. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm excited about the hot takes, um, and hopefully you guys come with some good heat, something we can really unpack and discuss. Yeah. I want to get in my feelings with these hot takes, so bring bring your best. Yeah, guys. Uh, I think it's time to hop into the time chairman again to the media details of this podcast. So today, guys, it's going to be a little bit more educational because we are aware that some people weren't really too familiar with some of the terms that we were using um, throughout season one. So today we're going to go over, you know, the just different anime terms and what they mean. And so you can, you know, stay up to date and keep track of some of the conversations we have. We want to make sure that this podcast is is as inclusive as possible. So, yeah, let's hop into it. So first, we're going to start off by discussing the five different demographics of manga. You may not know, but there are different types of manga that target different groups. Of course, that's a, these are all just generalizations. You all you can enjoy and consume whatever kind of manga you want. But we do think it's important to first break down the five major demographics and give you guys some examples of um, each each one. So Tyler, you can start us off. All right, y'all. So the first demographic is shonen anime. So shonen is usually targeted towards teenage boys, but obviously we're all over 23 and I still get hyped <laughs> for all those moments. Um, some of the common things they have is action, adventure, friendship, and coming of age. And a few examples of these um, shonen anime are like Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, things like that. My personal favorite, and it's underrated, is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That is a goat show. I don't care what nobody tell you. It's a goat show now. I don't keep saying it. It's a goat show. But what's y'all favorite uh, shonen anime? Yo. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> no, so it's it's kind of hard for me. So, like, of course, Full Metal Alchemist Brother is up there. But I also like Hunter Hunter. Uh, Hunter Hunter is actually uh, one of my favorite shonen. Honorable mentions. Uh, we got Yu Hakusho and Katora in there. Inuyasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like World Trigger. I don't know. Shonen anime is lit, man. It's it's. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, like, you know, you have a list, but like, there's like a. A, a list above that that you just can't the upper, the upper room no not the upper <laughs> room because my actual favorite would probably be dragon ball but i understand mm. quality wise is dragon ball would be number zero for me because it, it started everything it started maybe it's a, it's a classic you want to put it that way like cla- i think classics ha- are in the category of their own like they're yeah. untouchable yeah dragon, dragon ball man that's if if they announce a new dragon ball series that will always excite me more than any other shonen to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's like, fair. And, and that's how most people feel. They won't, they, I mean, they might, you know, crap on the later series, but get, I trust and believe they'd be like, hey, a new Dragon series come out. Everybody that was talking crap about it would hop back up to it because it, it, it got us by the, by the throat. So. <laughs> uh, I agree with that. I mean, it, it's the blueprint in so many ways. So you can't, you can't argue against that. Um, my favorite, everyone knows, is Attack on Titan. I mean, Come on, it's yeah, it's it's my it may be my favorite anime period, but it's certainly my favorite shonen. I also really, really, really love Claymore. Um, them girls with them swords is bad, but I do agree. Full Metal Alchemist and Hunter x Hunter. I think people respect it, but for some reason they don't talk about it as much. Why do you guys think that is? Um, it's just not as popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, long running shows, you know, they they reach a longer audience naturally. So like, it makes more sense that Naruto would be more popular, even though people would put 
Full Metal and Hunter up there. Well, you know, I would say Hunter fan base is pretty large. I would say, but Full Metal, like everybody likes Full Metal, right? Yeah, but people. That's what I mean. So yeah, yeah, no, no right, right. Yeah. But like everybody likes Full Metal, but for some reason, like you know, people don't talk about it. Every, so everybody, so it's underrated in the fact that it doesn't get enough praise. But everybody loves mm. Full Metal, though. It's just it's kind of like, oh yeah, I saw it, it was amazing, and they kind of just move on. Yeah, like, I, think, I don't think it's I don't think it's fun to argue. Because mm, like people I, like that's people, right. You're right. People people like to argue yeah. because it's not, and also it's, since it's not as popular, you're not going to really argue it. You know, since like a it's like a really good basketball player, but not a great one. People are not going to they're not going to you know debate that. They're going to debate you know LeBron and Jordan. They're not going to debate you know people are who we all know are good, but yeah, it's not really that fun to talk about because people in the, the big three fan base, Bleach, Naruto, One Piece, they are literally it's like a war zone. I also like, think I also think with Full Metal there isn't what can you argue? I mean, that, that show is pretty tight. I, there are a few things you may be able to point to a few things that you aren't, you know, don't drive with. But aside from that, it is so well written. You would almost look foolish trying to argue. What, what are we fighting about? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think it's kind of like, it's just there. You can't really, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> you can't really say much about it. What right. are you going to say? Like, it's, it, it has a good amount of episodes. The animation is good. The characters are good. You know, the, story the music. The music. The music is great. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of just you know. It's like it's like the it's a it's like the Mona Lisa. It's like you know we know this yeah, is great. Yeah. Let it be. Show your pay your respects and keep going. But for my basketball could, fans, oh ahead, sorry, Tyler, but for my basketball fans, it's the Tim Duncan. <laughs> of, of Tim Duncan, everyone knows he's great. No one talks about him. It's just kind of like that's so you know, funny. no one disrespects him. He just we know he's top ten, but it's just like, oh, I mean, it's Tim Duncan. You know, no one really talks about him. He's a Tim Duncan. Full Metal is a Tim Duncan of anime. That's so mm. funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like I know what that means, but thank you. Um, so if you can't tell, we support Full Metal on this podcast. Definitely watch it. All right, so our next major demographic in mon- in the manga world is shoujo, and shoujo in many ways is the female counterpart to shonen manga. Shoujo is targeted toward teenage girls, but of course, it is open to everyone. The shoujo that you most certainly know is Sailor Moon, and Sailor Moon is in many ways the equivalent of Dragon Ball. And what I what I mean by that is what sh- uh, Dragon Ball did for shonen. Uh, Sailor Moon did for Shoujo not in the exact same ways um, because I think Shoujo um, doesn't necessarily doesn't have to follow the kind of super girl group power dynamic it doesn't have to follow that format Um, but it's still the impact is undeniable I mean there are makeup palettes that have like that are Sailor Moon inspired Um, and for me I'm I definitely believe that was the first anime I, I started getting getting into. So shoujo, um, common themes that you may recognize would be like romance, drama. They also have some coming of age themes that um, you will find in shonen. Um, and other examples, in addition to Sailor Moon, would be um, Fruits Basket is really popular. Uh, Toradora, which is a um, ro- like kind of a romance shoujo. Uh, here's a throwback. Mew Mew Power. If you watch Four Kids TV, you definitely know that one. Uh, That's where it was Beach. from. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I saw you put that on the on the notes. I remember that. The little, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Throwback. Right. That, that that's a throwback. Um, I know for me, my my all time favorite shojo is Peach Girl. Tom and Tyler. And I, I they were. I know they can they can attest that I watched this all throughout my teenage years. It is chef's kiss um and uh more popular shoujos that i think 
get a lot of um, critical acclaim are actually some movies. So um, one is the first one is the goat. You got to take your hats off for this one. Spirited away. That is one of the greatest. Just forget anime. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. It won won an Academy Award. I mean, it's just, it is amazing. Up until recently, it was the highest grossing film in Japan. Um, You may be familiar with it. I I think if you are, if you're not familiar with anime or manga, this is a, I think a movie that can really, that you can get your feet wet in and really appreciate and enjoy. Another really popular shoujo movie that I think any anime or manga reader watcher would enjoy is called Your Name. And it has, I don't even want to tell you the premise. It has one of the most unique takes on time travel I've ever seen. A romance story coming of age, of course. Um, But it's one of my favorites. And uh, here's another throwback that people may know. This is like a, when I was like doing some research, this like made me giggle. It was Hamtaro. <laughs> Yo, I, so I don't know how old most of our audience is, but like if you're my age, I'm 25. After So Hamtaro is basically the hamster, that, that the orange and white hamster used to have going to adventure with their hamster friends. Listen, every time I'll come home from school, it would be like three o'clock. That's when people used to get out of elementary school. I would turn on Cartoon Network and I will see Hamtaro. I'm like, it was like it was like the Tom and Jerry anime. I really enjoyed that show. I can't say anything about it right now. I don't know anything about it. I just know some hamsters doing some hamster stuff. But it was so entertaining, bro. Like it, I, I really liked that show. That hamster was was funny. So later, when you put that on the list, I'm like, yo, I remember that. Oh man, yeah. See, you know, shoujo doesn't get as it's not as popular as shonen. But if you when you start thinking about the different shows that you may have grown up watching or manga you may have grown up reading, you'll see a lot of uh, shoujo influence. Like I know for me, one of the first manga I read was called Millennium Snow. Um, so it just which is a, a shoujo manga. So it it definitely has a lot of you know kind of subtle impact. Also, Princess Tutu. I can't. I got to throw it in there because I was obsessed with that when I was a teenager, <laughs> but. Yeah, that is shoujo. And and also to uh, I want to also let people know that although we, I brought up some examples of manga that may seem a little kind of uh teenage girlish, there are uh, there are other really um relatable shoujo that you will enjoy. So the same way that sure shonen is targeted toward teenage boys, as an adult you can still there are things that you can enjoy. The same can be said for sh- uh shoujo anime as well or uh, manga as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so the next car- category would be actually my favorite category, and that's sign-in manga. So, sign-in yeah. manga, yes, <laughs> definitely. So, <laughs> sign-in manga and anime are usually geared towards um, older male, the older male audience. Uh, and usually, um, some of the themes that are common in sign-in manga would be action, dark and heavy things concerned with the human condition and psyche. Um, so, uh, some good examples of sign-in manga, would, of course, would be The Goat Berserk. Monster, which is a really good show. If you haven't, if you haven't read or watched Monster, you should how you should do it. It's a very short twenty episodes. Knock it out. Um, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, Parasite, Dead Man Wonderland, Terraformers, Terraformers, man. Talk, <laughs> if you want to talk about high stakes and and gore, Terraformers, man. If you if you really enjoy Attack on Titan, I think you enjoy Terraformers. But yeah, uh, some uh, what what's some of you guys' favorite signing manga? I mean, I know signing. This is this is my alley. I am the queen of signing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Um, but my favorites, I, I Death Note um, is definitely one of my favorite signings. Um, Vinland Saga, and I'm going to throw in Shamari Champloo, even though this is different because unlike most of the anime and manga you grew up watching, 
uh, Samurai Champloo started off as anime and then it developed a manga. Normally what happens is these stories start off as manga and they get anime adaptation. So, but considering the 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 flow of the show, I'm going to throw yeah. Samurai Champloo into signing. So it's, those, it's, yeah, if it's, these are like my top, some of my top favorite signing. Yeah. And if you think that you haven't been uh, watched signing, some the very popular sign that most people don't know is a sign is One Punch Man. Uh, when we were mm-hmm. looking this up, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe!" Because One Punch Man is, is majority of comedy, um, and uh, it, it's a parody—not parody, but it makes fun of a lot of the shonen tropes. So I just think it's funny that that's categorized as a signing. But One Punch Man is yeah. a signing, and, and I think it's um, it, it's good to bring that up to show that signing doesn't necessarily mean gore, violence, death disaster tragedy i mean that that's present some in some of them but some of them are just about the like again the human exploring the human condition like villain saga is very different from dead man wonderland but they're still you know considered to be signing so. right how about you tyler what are some of your favorite signing uh probably ghost saga <laughs> he, <laughs> means, he means villain <laughs> saga but it is the goat i ain't gonna lie villain saga is probably my top one. I've been reading a new signing. I've told you a few times, Vagabond. Vagabond's getting up there. Vagabond is actually super good. Like it's, he reminds me of Thorfinn and Guts. So mm-hmm. the main character, Musashi, reminds me of Thorfinn and Guts. Yeah. Thorfinn and Guts, do they do share a lot of, par- they, uh, a lot of common characteristics. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You know what's interesting? I want to give them both a hug. Yeah. You know, you know something that's interesting? Uh, I remember me and Tyler talking about like how like they're like the, Holy Trinity of like uh, well developed characters. Tyler mm-hmm. Tyler sent me a post. And it's funny because I like the post before Tyler sent it. Tyler sent a post to his, uh, one of our IG group meets, and somebody isolated uh, Musashi, uh, Torfin, and Guts. And it, it's, it's just like everybody just loved these characters so much. Uh, I got to start Villain Saga. I remember, I'm like, not Villain Saga, my, my apologies. I got to start Vagabond. Like, I'm on page like, or chapter five, and I like what I'm saying mm-hmm. so far, but I got to catch up. Uh, I can catch with Tyler because I'm very interested. If he's like, if Musashi is like Thorfinn and Guts, then I already know I'm gonna love him. So mm-hmm. yeah, they I like characters like that. They they remind me. I, I think that's why I like Zuko so much. Zuko remind me of them too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good one. That's that a is good a good one. one. Yeah. Zuko from Avatar. He's he's just like them. That's crazy. Wow. That's why, that's why, that's why people really like him so much. Is. He's literally like the wow. Zuko is literally like a, a he goes to the same type of arc as them. Wow, that's that's good. Yeah, that's, but he's like that's kid excellent. friendly. <laughs> <laughs> like them Zuko lost days, Zuko alone. Dude, whoa, like, that stuff like that. They, it, wow, that Zuko yeah, literally guts and 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 Thorfinn go through a Zuko alone type beat. <laughs> oh, yo, that's that's, that's good. good. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's a, that's what, and that's, and that's why Zuko's the best character on the show. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Ang up there, but oh, okay. All right, so you got one A, one B. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was a cool day. Uh. But yeah, man. Uh. So yeah, that's all we got for signing. Yeah. Which, if you can't tell, signing is. Can I say it's our favorite demographic, or is that a stretch? No, it's my. This this is my favorite. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I like I like them both equally. To be oh, honest. Okay. Well, you you guys know where I fall. I want that to be clear. <laughs> um. All right, so now we're going to talk about the fourth major manga demographic, and that is Jose. So Jose is the female counterpart to Sinan. 
Um, it features adult romance and drama, and it focuses on interpersonal relationships um, and relationships with self. So it's it's similar to Joe's shoujo, except that it's targeted toward um, adult women. So this, uh, unfortunately, is not the most, it, it may be the least talked about uh, manga demographic, but one manga that people, even if you're a casual manga reader, may be familiar with is Paradise Kiss. It's um, one that I watched, or at least I watched the anime adaptation years ago. Great. 12 episodes. You can get in and get out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, Sojay. Yeah. I don't got a lot of input on this one. Uh-uh. <laughs> But yeah, what? I might, I might, you know, since uh, I might look into some because um, a lot of these categories like um, shoujo and Jose, they, they're not really talked about, but I, I want to explore them a little bit more. So I think I'm going to do that. So thank you for talking about it. Yeah. So I definitely recommend um, Jose for any new manga reader or just any manga reader generally who's looking for more slice of life, um, like drama uh, kind of driven stories if you know if you're not into battle or to kind of like a Thorfinn type of tale but you just want something like a, a normal regular regular woman who is dealing with I don't know a lot on her plate um, going to work living life <laughs> friendship issues not the five just now <laughs> yeah the, the nine to five stress <laughs> of life if you want to sort with a nine to five stress of life but it's still but it's still at the same time very engaging and very um, um, reflective of how you live, that I think this is a good uh, manga category or demographic for you to enjoy. Tyler, what is that uh, webtoon that you read? Um, I was I was gonna say that my deepest secret. Mm. Listen, I, listen, it, is, <laughs> it, it, it would be the equivalent of this job of this demographic. That's your, I'm telling. I ain't, I ain't gonna keep telling y'all the same thing. Y'all <laughs> need to read that. <laughs> so yeah, y'all should both start the start chapter today. So, <laughs> Ty, you talking to me, man. I want someone to talk to about it. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I promise. Uh, uh, I, she said, "Wait, tell me." Said, "I promise." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send y'all the link after this. <laughs> so, talk you, you, uh, talk because you've been talking about that a lot. Can you, can you go a little bit deeper. What uh, your deeper secret is about, or at least the premise, so more people okay. can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So the premise is basically this girl. Um, she has a boyfriend, you know, normal boyfriend, but then he's not normal, <laughs> right? So she, the, basically the story is about their relationship, but every time he senses some kind of threat to her. So like he, he, his, I would say his intention is like, I want to protect my girlfriend, but then he ends up like threatening people, murdering them. It sounds like, it sounds really, like, it sounds like you. Like I was you, just, yeah, I was to just show about you. to say that. Yeah, it's 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 actually just like you, except it's like a webtoons comic. It is it's <laughs> except except the main character is way better than the main characters in the the, the main um uh characters in uh you. I, like, I forgot like, her name. Like, was it Beck? 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 Yeah, she's way better than Beck. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, that's not, she, that's she's not she's hard. actually a great character. But, so it makes that, sense why he protects her. Yeah, it makes sense, but it's a twist, though. It's a crazy. I can't say it. it's a spoiler, but it's it's crazy. Okay. Yeah, well, listen, you know what? I'm glad I, you brought up. Go ahead, Tommy. No, no, no. I, I was just about to say. Listen, I, I, I'm definitely Tyler has been trying to get me on this for I want to say half a year now, so it has to be good. To Tyler like it this much, so I, I gotta read it. I gotta read it. But go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, he actually every time we get ready to record, he's like, "Have y'all seen my deepest secret?" I was like, "No, not yet." Um, but I'm glad you brought up you because that's a good. Um, obviously, you is not a manga, obviously, but 
if you're if you wanted an idea of what you could possibly get with Jose, you was kind of, it's a good example. It's a little it would be a darker one, but it's still a pretty good example. Right. So right, if you right. like to you, you may like Jose. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, I want to be a little bit more relatable. So I'm I'm glad that somebody read something similar to that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth and final demographic is called Kodomuki. Now, Kodomuki is usually targeted towards younger children. And the biggest example that we can, you know, give you guys is Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Pokemon and Digimon. Those are the two top. Those are the, I think I, we can agree those are the top two um, shows in that demographic. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon for sure. Yeah. Hands down. Everybody know, everybody and their mama know what Pokemon is. All right, you guys, just to wrap up the five that we went over, we went over, we went over Shonen, Shoujo, Sinan, Jose, and Kodo Muki. Yeah, guys, make sure you check out these different um, demographics and tell us what you think about them. Tell us, what's your, what's your favorite? After after exploring some of these uh, mm-hmm. demographics, tell us what's your favorite. And tell me that your favorite is Sinan. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's something else, that's fine, too. But So, yeah, guys, we, we're reaching the end of the podcast. But real quick, we just want to talk about some of the anime studios that and manga publishers that you know really pump out a lot of our favorite series. Um, I know we mentioned some things in the past. We want to make sure you guys are you know caught up to speed. So um, you guys might be familiar with some of these things, and uh, we're gonna start with Anime Studios. So the first one being Madhouse. Madhouse produced things like One Punch Man and Hunter Hunter 2011. Um, you have Wit Studios, which I know is Taylor personal favorite. Um, that one, um, yeah, that one animated the first two episode, first three seasons, excuse me, of Attack on Titan, and also did Villain Saga. Mappa, which is like the talk of the town right now, they have they are responsible for Jujutsu Kaisen. They will be responsible for Chainsaw Man when it comes out. Got a high school, and it's also done you know, some other great uh, mangas as well. Um, studio Bones, like that is a underrated, that is an underrated studio. So Studio Bones, um, they animated Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, they animated Mob Psycho One Hundred, and they also animated Soul Eater. Studio Bones has dropped some heat. The biggest anime studio would probably go to Toy Animation. So, for those who don't know, Toy Animation is one of the oldest anime studios, and it's produced uh, Dragon Ball, One Piece, World Trigger, things like that. Also, another really big one is probably would be number two is Studio Period. So, Studio Period animated Bleach, Naruto, you know, things of that nature. So, yeah. And really quickly, we're just going to mention some major and popular manga publishers and distributors. Of course, Shonen Jump. Who is the king of all kings? Uh, Dark Horse, Sojo Beat, and Kadansha. All right, guys. So that wraps up our first episode of season two. We really hope that you guys took something away, learned something new. If you are someone who normally reads Shonen, try Jose. If you really normally read Sinan, try Shoujo. You know, just mix it up. Um, there's so many great manga and anime out there to enjoy. Um, but thanks so much for listening. It is uh, time to close the time chamber. So until next time, 